Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee. With me is Todd. How are you, Todd? You doing well? I am. I am doing well. All How's things considered. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, all, all it's a balmy right now. I think it's 78. It's supposed to hit 82 today because I am in West Palm Beach, which is not, yeah, not close to Spokane or, or Spoken or Vancouver. Any of those places that aren't Seattle, which are still hotbeds of the 12s. So. That's right. It's a great thing about being a football fan. You can literally live wherever and still follow a team that is nowhere near you. Of course, I, I used to live in Seattle, so I'm a Seahawks fan and I've been for years and years now. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I no longer live in Seattle, but yet where I am, at, not in Florida, hit 76 yesterday. So it was, yeah, it was it's one of those great things where it's like the perfect and I don't want to say where I live because it's embarrassing, but um, it's somewhere in the <laughs> south. But um, north south does that make sense? So the northern part of the south. Yes. And it's not Kentucky. So, um, yeah. but it's it's one of those great southern uh, winter weekends. I swear we're going to talk Seahawks, I promise. But it's one of those great <laughs> southern uh, uh, winter weekends where it's like we have a tornado watch yesterday, a high of seventy six. But if you're looking at the the weekend forecast, it's like it's 76. And then by the end of Sunday, winter weather ad- advisory. <laughs> yep. Of course. That's of course. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Chance of snow. Uh, light day won't stick because it was freaking 76 yesterday. So <laughs> that's unbelievable. Just insane. It's been such a warm, warm winter. And and only, yeah. you know, only the, the things are so nice and so, so, so balmy. And it's a good feeling to be warm. In the winter, because I don't like the cold, it'd also be nice and and feel nice if the Seahawks were were warm and fuzzy this year. But they're they're ice cold. They're like Antarctica, right? They're five and ten, not going to the playoffs, last place in their division for the first time since the 1996. Um, and we'll do this old Dolphins bit at the end for anybody listening. We always do that. But it's kind of funny because last week we were talking like, hey, the Dolphins, and actually, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's like that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, the Seahawks are are balmy, but only like in their thought processes. That's right. Uh, That's true. At least they've got a, uh, at least they've got players coming back from from COVID. So uh, you know, they um, do. Got two players on the list. You actually wrote one about Tyler. Let's talk about Tyler Lockett because he's one of the the happy yeah. stories of the season. Like he is because he's a great person and a great player yes. every season. So uh, tell us a little bit about your article the, here on the, the on Walter Payton nominee of the Seahawks for sure mm-hmm. and. Of course, he was on the COVID uh, reserve list because he was diagnosed with COVID on the the 16th. Yes, he had it, and he had a bad case of it. So probably from everything that I've read in my extensive research by clicking on Google, it doesn't seem that Omicron has, like, 
devastating consequences for the most part. I think there's still just one death that's con that's confirmed from Omicron in the U.S., which is like, okay, at least there's a shred of good news. But Tyler did not have a asymptomatic, happy little bout with it. Uh, you know, he said that he just felt weak, had low energy, couldn't eat. But he did eat, came back up, lost eight pounds. And it's insane. We're not talking about an offensive lineman. We're not talking, or you know, we're not talking about Al Woods losing eight pounds. Al Woods probably loses eight pounds just from the energy it would take for him to eat three pieces of celery. <laughs> uh, in a locket, losing eight pounds is like <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of weight for a guy who's uh, in shape. I mean, he's not in DK Metcalf shape because that guy's not human. But that's a hell of a lot of weight. It's like. And he said he felt more tired after the Bears game when he was able to come back. It's like, no surprise. Mm -hmm. So he really had a really tough time with it. And he said how it put everything in perspective. I was like, he's how he's grateful for, you know, even in this season, he's grateful for everything that he has, which, like you said, was one of the things that makes him such a great person. I mean, the Seahawks have had a history of so many players that are better people than they are players. I mean, Doug Baldwin always pops up in my mind when I think about that. And it's just, yeah, Lockett is, he is a great player. I mean, he's absolutely the most underappreciated receiver in the NFL. I mean, no way around that. He's been one of the best year in, year out. But, you know, after going through it, we went through it, it was like, oh, like, look, here's more evidence that this guy is just a, a, a terrific human being. So... Yep. Glad he's healthy and glad that apparently his family was okay because I never saw any reports. That I didn't either, actually. Anything else came up, so hopefully his family and friends were all okay, too. So. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's kind of crazy. Yeah. He, he actually even played against the Bears, to be honest, because oh, yeah. I would have been like, no, I'm done for the year. Uh, yeah, I'll come back next year. Yeah, well, and all, all joking aside, and and I mean that probably seriously, I would have been like, I am not going to feel right to oh, play yeah, no the rest of this season. But, you know, that's Tyler Lockett too, for that matter. Yeah, true. So eight pounds, like you said, eight pounds for a player who weighs what 190 pounds, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. that's a ton. Yeah, that's that's a huge amount of weight for for a player that size. So. Anyway, happily he's back. Hopefully he'll be 100% for today because, frankly, uh, they'll need him. Yeah, they'll need him. And I think this is a game against the Lions where they um, – it, it's funny because you look at the Lions stats, but they've been playing better, so much better, really. Yeah, much better. Over the last half of the season, especially the last four games. And they weren't great yeah. last week, but they also were missing their starting quarterback. But it's like you look at their stats and they're like, oh, they only ranked this. But if you look at their most more recent stuff, it's like they're actually – I mean, this is the same team that beat the Cardinals, a healthy Cardinals team, relatively healthy, as healthy Rushed as they've been, the 30 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're 2-2 two and two in December. It's like that – they're not – a two, twelve and one team. Yep. They're not. They haven't. They they played much better all season than their record would show. But yeah, this game actually scares me. Which is <laughs> a month ago is like, oh my god, yeah. check this out. Like not now, especially yeah. not the Seahawks have been playing. 
I mean, if they had beaten some other team, like a random team, 30 to 12, but they beat the Cardinals and the Cardinals have been, you know, slipping a lot lately, obviously. And yeah, but, but still, they're still a, on paper. They're a much better team than, than the oh. Lions, but they didn't play. The Lions played like they were making the playoffs and the Cardinals played like they were two and 10 or whatever, two, 10 and one. Yeah. The Cardinals but, played like they're just playing out the string waiting for, you know, to end the death march. I mean, they're just, yep. but still. Yeah, they, I, have, they still should have beaten the Lions, and they shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. spanked. spanked. It wasn't close from the beginning. It wasn't like it got worse at the end. Um, but uh, yeah, if Dan Campbell doesn't get a, and this, no joke aside, if Dan Campbell doesn't get a at least one Coach of the Year or uh, vote, oh yeah, for something's sure. wrong. I mean, I to keep this team too. playing this hard this late in the season, where other players would have been like, nah, I'm done. I'm making vacation plans. I mean, the Eagles coach needs to be coach of the year as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's <laughs> just hands down, right? I mean, they're in the playoffs if they win today. That's insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, is, it is. Absolutely. But, but you know, it's been, as we've said before, this has been the weirdest freaking year in the NFL. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, look at that team. They're great. And yeah. it's like, then they pull off a, like the Cardinals. It's like, oh, wow. They're not just bad. They're abysmal. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, before the season, it's like, oh, you know, you've got the Chiefs and you got, you know, who, Packers and maybe they'll play the Packers or the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And then a third of the way through the season, people are like, well, the Chiefs aren't who we thought they are. And then now it's like, oh, they're still first. It's like that's because they're, they're <laughs> oh, Patrick Mahomes is not who we thought he was. I mean, yeah, they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's like at some point you've reached a level of greatness where it's like you're just nitpicking, right? It's like, okay. That's fine. But I mean, I mean, defensively, they're good. Uh, offensively, obviously, they're they're loaded. And if they play perfectly last, they lost the Super Bowl last year because they had you and I were playing on the offensive line. Right. So, I mean, yeah. they didn't have any offensive linemen. I gave up only six sacks myself, mind you, <laughs> on eight snaps. The other were two two rushes for tackles for loss. But still. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had no, no offensive line this year. They do. So it'll be interesting. Whoever, whoever plays in the Super Bowl should be fun. The Seahawks aren't okay. making the playoffs, but yeah. I'll ask you this. So if you, if you were, if your favorite team was, the, well, let's say your favorite team is the Dolphins because nothing wrong with that. But if you had the same success over the last decade plus with John Schneider as the GM, Pete Carroll as the coach. Because I think wherever they would have gone, they would have had the same level of success because they're that good, right? Yeah. Sure. But do you – and I don't know how Miami Miami approaches their team now because they had Don Shula forever and it was a different era and they've had not had consistent success. But if, if, if Pete Carroll and John Schneider were in charge of the team and had this one season, how do you think you would – would you think, well – you know, we need to tear it up. We had one bad year. Or do you, would you would you think, okay, hold on a second. They had one bad year. Maybe it'll be bad next year, but maybe not because they've had such long-term success. Would you bring them back next year? Absolutely. I'd bring them both back, I'd, and I'd bring Russ back too. You know, the, the thing is, is, like you said, it's one bad year. It's It's not like a consistent thing like, well, like the Browns have gone through like next to forever, and yeah, lately they're better, but I mean, still, it's kind of better. Yeah, exactly. Kind. That's better. a team I'd be pissed at the head coach. Or, at. or 
the Dolphins. I mean, they've been so inconsistent. I mean, they had a winning record last year, but still missed the playoffs. And this year it started off abysmal, and then they went to, you know. But when you've had the record that Schneider and Carroll have set up, one bad year, you can't just say, okay, scrap it, get rid of them. It's like changes need to be made. Yeah, definitely changes need to be made. But not all the way up at the top. Now, if they have another year next year, well, then, yeah. And it's time to pull the trigger. Because if you do it two years in a row, it's not a fluke. Something it's a has trend. changed. Right. The, the, the league has gone past you, which a lot of people are saying. But in one season, I don't think you can say, well, the league has passed you. There's, I mean, it hasn't. And, you know, have the, have the drafts been great lately for Schneider? Not as much until we got Jordan Brooks. And that guy is just playing lights out. Uh, you know, so you can't really go back and say, oh, you know, we got, we got LJ. It's like nothing's really happened with him. It's like, but how much of that? I mean, you've written about that a couple of times. It's like, how, how much of that is like a talent and just something has, there's a disconnect between yeah. him and the coaching staff. Yep. You know, it's just. And at some point, you know, that's up to the coaches, right? Because he started every game last right. year. And then when he plays this year, he's, no, he's not fantastic. He wasn't fantastic this year or last year. Right. But in most games, he has a quarterback hit. He had one last week. Yeah, exactly. It's like at some point, it's like he's not, when he's out there on the field, there's something he's going on in the locker consistent. room with that that we're not. Yeah, there is. There has to be. Because on the, the field, performance doesn't doesn't want warrant is like okay let's let's give this guy like six reps <laughs> you know, it's just he's not alt robinson where he he plays six reps and has five sacks it's like i don't know what's <laughs> going on there either yeah it's, it's, that's, that, that's part of the you kind of hit on it you know with the changes like there, there needs to be changes this offseason obviously bringing back yeah, the same sure. team is exactly what they did last offseason and that clearly has not worked they right. even brought back like most of their, oh, bring back Chris Carson, Benson Mayo, or Carlos Dunlap. Oh, Dunlap's good. Let's change his position. Oh, now late in the season when it's meaningless, let's move him back. Oh, okay, he has five sacks in two games. Dunlap but weighs, what, 285? Yeah. Yeah, there's but the But he's tall, Todd. You don't get filled. it. He's got the long arms. <laughs> with gigantic linebackers. Yeah, because they can definitely cover anybody that comes out of the backfield. Like, what are you doing? And it's not like he didn't have a record of success. I mean, he only made Pro Bowl twice <laughs> out of Cincinnati, playing on the line. I mean, it's just it's, they panic because, well, this isn't working. Let's try this. Instead of thinking, let's try something. Let's think this through and try to come up with something that will work. Like, holy crap. Well, they got they got full on the So in this offseason, they were like, they signed Alden Smith, who clearly never played it down, never will play, hopefully never played down in the NFL again, because he's, yeah. he's, he's a liar, clearly, for what he did this offseason. And he said, oh, no, no, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there, or this happened. Clearly, it didn't, because the Seahawks don't usually give up on players like, oh, okay, you lied, bam, you're gone. No other team right. has picked him up. But they got kind of full of themselves thinking, we don't really need to sign any top-notch cornerbacks. Um, you know, we've got we're going to do this with the defense because we've loaded up on pass pass rushers and then they misuse the pass rushers and right. then they misuse Jamal Adams. So it was like they 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 didn't. And they, the funny thing is, again, we talked about this last week, but they're going to point to the fact that 
oh, you know what? We're seventh in the NFL and points allowed. Because, you know, we allow teams to keep it for 40 minutes, two-thirds of the game. Not two-thirds. Yeah. But it's close to two-thirds, which is ridiculous. Yeah, there are two is. and a half minutes time of possession less than any other team. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, that, yeah, it's the, the, that's the frustrating thing. Is like they, frustrating. they This is why Ken Norton Jr. needs to be fired. Yes, maybe they don't allow that many points because the other team has the ball so long and is driving downfield and it takes time to score. but you know, they they had what we thought was the plan for per John Schneider, which was load up on pass rushers. The cornerbacks will be OK because we can get a pass rush. And then they come into the season. There's no pass rush because they've right. misused the pass rushers they had. I mean, that's yeah. bad coaching. It that's is. not a player thing. And, and the LJ Collier thing from the beginning of the season makes no sense. No. And Alton Robinson thing makes no sense. I mean, if put players out there, we. Two games and two games, Carlos Dunlap has five sacks. He now has 6.5 for the year. So he had 1.5. And those two games are good enough to make him the leading sack person for the Seahawks. That's how bad the pass rush has been this it's year. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And you mentioned Jamal Adams, and we've talked about this before, but it's like he's a unique talent. I mean, he's got the all time record for sacks by his safety. And that's how the Jets used him. That's why. The Seahawks got him. So their reaction to, and we've talked about this, but I'm sorry, got to say it again. Their reaction to offensives, offenses scheming against his blitzes is to say, oh, well, it won't work. Let's just have him drop back in coverage. It's like, okay, that's not his strength. He's not terrible in coverage, but that's not his strength. Like, since when did the Seahawks decide, oh, we won't play to our strengths? It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Absolutely no freaking sense. They didn't play Cam Chancellor that way. I mean, and he's closer to yeah. Cam. Clearly, he's not oh, Earl. Yeah. Quandre is closer to Earl and doing a pretty right. damn good Sad. job of it this year. But oh it's, my God. but he's he's closer to Cam. And then, could you imagine Gus Bradley, Chris Richard? You know, they're they're not playing no. Cam the way they're playing Jamal Adams this year. It's like, you know, send them every once in a while. But there was a reason. Going from 9.5 sacks to zero, that's coaching. That's not player. Some of it's player. Most of it's coaching. Most of it's coaching. And the, and the crap that he's gotten for this season is ridiculous. It's like, yep. it's not him. It's not any of the players. I mean, have any of these players just kind of phoned it in and quit? Nope. None of them have. And, and I mean, Cook, maybe Ugo Armadi did. I don't know. He's, not, he's playing like crap. <laughs> yeah, he's hmm, he's struggling. But and the coaching staff hasn't phoned it in. But uh, as far as Ken Norton Jr. is, he, he never had it. Like why they ever made that hire is beyond me. It's like, oh look, he, he got the Raiders to 11th in defense. It's like let's get him back. It's like no, that's not a championship level defense. What the hell? Yeah, I think he Pete is such a, a loyal guy. I think what he thought in the offseason was like, okay, Ken's my guy. You know, he hasn't done a very good job or the productivity is is not there since he's been the D.C. here. So what I need to do is hire this atrocious offensive coordinator. So it'll <laughs> look like that's what, you know, that's what needs to change. Norton Jr., okay, the defense, well, whatever. He'll come back next year. But I'll change the offensive coordinator again next year. He, he would never do that. I'm not saying that because nobody's that way. But right. it, it's kind of what you were saying about the, 
you know, the, the, oh, yeah, they've schemed against uh, the Seahawks defense differently so that Adams doesn't have any sacks. Well, it's going from 9.5 to zero. That means every offensive coordinator that they've played this year is a genius because they, ha- they haven't allowed their quarterback to get sacked or hit. No quarterback hits as well, remember. Once this year by Jamal Adams, is that player or scheme? Nobody can say it's the player. So right. if the trade is a bad thing, it's not because of Jamal Adams. It's because the Seahawks coaching staff. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you get the blueprint. You know how to use the guy and you did it correctly. And then you decide, oh, for some reason, he only set the all time record. So let's not do that again. Because somehow that hurt the team. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah, Clearly what, he would have led the sacks and sacks this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's mind-boggling um, that anybody could come out of this being like, oh, Jamal Adams isn't that good. Well, he was great last year, and he's been healthy except for the last part of this year and has a lot less productivity. I, That's not the player. I don't think anybody could ever accuse Jamal Adams of, oh, I see that guy talk in the in the press conferences. I see him on the sidelines. He clearly just doesn't care. It's like, no, that's the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, that guy is he so cares. into it. He's, been, he's probably been more, well, I can't say he's been more into it, but his, his intensity and involvement with the team has not dropped a bit since his injury, since he's out for the season. He is all over it. Yep. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's it's yes. pathetic, actually, that um, how they're using the personnel they have. Yeah. So this this offseason, of course, beyond the coaching staff that do have Russell Wilson, I, I you know, he's not going anywhere. I know we're going to talk about this all offseason that he's he's going to be. Oh, who's going to trade? He, he doesn't want to be in Seattle. First of all, I've never heard him say he doesn't want to be in Seattle. Period. No. I've never heard that. The closest thing I've heard. Uh, to him saying that was this week in the press conference where he was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be with the Seahawks. I know I'll be playing somewhere, but I don't, of course he's 33 years old and he's a very good quarterback. Of course he's going to be playing somewhere, but I've never heard him say jumped he doesn't want to be in Seattle. People jumped all over that comment. Like it came out of nowhere. That was in response to a specific question. Hey, Bobby Wagner said this. Yep. How do you feel? It was like, <laughs> because Bobby Wagner specifically said he's not sure if he'll be back because of contract issue oh my gosh yes what is it 22 million dollars <laughs> well they so, save six almost 17 million dollars if they release and nothing against bobby wagner i hope he's a seahawk forever he's a right, first exactly. ballot hall of famer and he's a fantastic great player but i almost put this in the article i wrote yesterday i think on saturday um about the ta- number of tackles because he has right, he has right. fewer tackles for loss this year he has fewer everything, basically. Impact plays, he has fewer of them, right? Mm-hmm. And and what I didn't put in the article that I hit me last night, I meant to put that in the article when I was writing it and forgot, which was, yes, he has a ton of tackles, but tackles to me are like RBI in baseball. You can get them if you've got people on base, if you're right. on a good team. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Well, they didn't tackle yeah. with the line of scrimmage. I guess I better tackle them. Okay. Exactly. Exactly right. Which is he still has to make the tackle and he is. But yeah, this is not this is not a typical BWAGS season. I mean it's not a bad season by any stretch, but you know, reaching the all time record for for tackles I mean, for Seahawks is breaking his own record is is not exactly 
you know, the, the, the achievement that a lot of people are looking at it as. I mean, Brooks is third. And he has a chance of breaking the, tack- the season um, single season mark for Seahawks, too. That's part of the problem. When you're ex- like you just said, he's third. If you're if you have one linebacker who's first and another one who's third in tackles, that's yeah. a problem. You got problems. You got big problems because people are getting past that line. A lot of people. Or they're completing <laughs> passes over the middle and the linebackers are having to make the tackle because they're o- right. wide open over the middle. There's lots of reasons for the, make, them making the tackles. They just the defense I mean, isn't good, and they're on the field that. forever. But yeah, that's for sure. <clears throat> I mean, what is the average time of possession? And I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's got to be like, I mean, the um, average time on the field. I mean, for the defense, let's put it that way. Like probably what 37, 38 minutes. The yeah, the offense keeps the ball for 24. 2438. I think the next closest team is 2714. Something around that's there. I mean, that's not a joke. That's, that's actually what it is. Dismal. Especially for a oh, team that's horrible. supposed to be a ball control offense. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, and another thing that we'll see today is the Lions, who are 10, 2, 10, and 1. Is that what their record is? No, they're 2, 12, and 1. Um, so sorry, to, sorry to trim you back, Lions fans, on those two losses. But. Um, <laughs> But uh, but they're going to keep running the ball all game long. And Seattle, yep. the, the, it's, they come out in the, in the fourth quarter, and they're down by a score, and they act like they have two minutes left in the game. Because they got the ball back with 11 minutes left do. in the fourth quarter. Yep, exactly. They always do this season. This season. Yep, and they're down by a touchdown, and they throw the ball. Throw the ball, throw the ball. Even though running the ball is Rashad Penny was a beast again, and it's like, yep. well, got this guy who can probably break off a twenty, thirty yard run at a moment's notice, but let's not put him in, you know. Any, let's like let's what, leave seventeen back. carries. Seventeen carries. That's right. You know, it's just I don't get what the and it's not just that they're passing. It's like so many of them are deep balls, which is what yes. Russ not completing this season. He's, He's not. 48% on, no, he's not even. Yeah, he's 48% on third down throws. Jesus. Worst in the league. Unbelievable. I mean, and the, then him the, taking that sack. There. Oh, God, that sack. Holy crap. Which he always does. But it's, it's, you know, it's like you just said, you know, on third and two, oh, we got to get 30. It's yeah. like, can the it's offensive like, coordinator not scheme or can Russ not do it? And if Russ can't do it, then yeah, trade. He doesn't need to be the quarterback next year. If he can't do that kind of simple stuff, whatever reason, he's not running. He's running less, far less than he ever has. Yeah, but if he his can't, touch, his touch is definitely off. And and we talked about it before. It's like I don't remember if it was last week or in pre-pro high Ted, but you know, people have said it's like, well, you know, it's because he's short. It's like it's not like he just suddenly became short. <laughs> Cut him off at the ankles this season. He's always been short. But, I mean, for an NFL player, but especially for a quarterback. But the problem is he's not able to get away out of the pocket enough, fast enough, apparently. I mean, I haven't, like, studied the film. I'm no Samuel Gold, which I wish I was because he's very cool. But, you know, it's it appears that because he's too rushed and he's not getting time to set up when he scrambles because he's not quite as fast as he used to be. So he's not able to find the open receivers. And when he does, he's rushing the throw and he's underthrowing. Like, again, 
that pass interference on DJ Dallas, if Russ makes the damn throw, <laughs> there's nobody within two yards of DJ. That's a touchdown. Or DK in the same game previous to that. DK and DK every game this season practically. Oh, that third down, third and how long? How far did he throw that ball in the air to DK on the third down in Bears territory? I'm (laughs) guessing in the air it was 15 yards, and he well it should have been 15 yards. He threw it like he was 40 yards downfield because he you don't miss a six four receiver like that. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) it's like how do you do that? How do you do that? And he's doing it consistently. And like you said last week, it's like it's not that DK is mad at Russ. And it's like, oh, there's a rift between them. He's pissed at the situation that this stuff isn't working. And it did last year and occasionally does this year. But Russ has to evolve his game. And I'm pretty sure he will because he's a bright dude. But he needs to realize he can't play the same way he did when he was 25 or even 30. I think that's what he's trying to do. Either that or needs Lasix. I don't know what. But or he just, needs Doug Baldwin back on the field. <laughs> yeah. But my God, it's just yeah. You know, it really points out how much Tyler Lockett has helped. Because does anybody adjust to the ball better than Tyler Lockett? Nope. No, nobody does. And yeah, he only had three catches against the Bears, but he's also. Yeah. Definitely six still. Right. Probably was 60%. Maybe. I don't even know. I don't, I, don't, I have never had COVID. I don't know how long, how yeah. clearly it affects you, but I'm not sure like he missed one game and then the next game, how, how much it affects him. I mean, he, he couldn't have been a 100%. Oh, not even close. Not even close. The Lions close. aren't great against the pass. Um, you know, it's, they're against the rush. They're okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if Rashad Penny ended up with, well, who knows how actually they'll, they'll stick with the stick with the run or not. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Rashad Penny had 60 yards in this game. I mean, he's capable of having another 130 yard sure. game because he's had two in the last three weeks. Sounds crazy. If, if I'm just hearing but that. But if now, he but. has 11 or 12 carries, which the Seahawks could certainly do yep. because they, you know, it's like, oh, it's really hard to run against this team. Like they didn't against the Rams. It's like he didn't have great success against the Rams. But how many carries did he have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give him a few more opportunities. Maybe he will bust one of those out. And he's like, he's the kind of guy who needs the ball more. Yeah. To can't give him three three. Which, anyway, which, but which is an amazing statement to make considering what would we have said that a month ago? <laughs> like Rashad, who? I was saying this all season that Rashad needs to play. I don't care if he's hurt. No, I'm just kidding. I was probably <laughs> saying he should never play again. Oh, he's fantastic. Which has uh, thrown another monkey wrench into the into the wrenches of uh, no anyway, it's thrown a monkey wrench into this offseason because it's like what do you do with your shot? Yeah, he's Seriously. been your best offensive player for the last third of the season. Yes, which is incredible considering what he's done up to this point. Yep, which is not much, but yeah. Well, I don't know. It's weird. And it was also weird because it was like he, he got injured and it was like, yeah, is he is he, he we're going to place him on IR. He's never going to play. Oh, wait, he's come back in two weeks and runs for 137 yards. What? <laughs> so was what did AP join the team that week or was it the week after he joined? He joined the team and then he didn't play that first game and then he played one game. And then hasn't played since, which right. is not a big loss. But, no. Yeah. But I've seen several 
people give AP a lot of the credit for Rashad's success. I mean, Rashad has said <laughs> has he even been in the same room with Rashad. I Rashad himself has said that you know he kind of took him under his wing and oh, okay. talked about this and that and he's like, okay, he's like I guess we have a new running backs coach if that's the case. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. It's like, was AP there for that first 130 odd yard game? Because if that's the case, it's like, pay this dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Play, but I don't care. It's actually not a bad idea. If if he can change Rashad Penny into what he was before the last third of this season into what he is now, is like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea at all because to be to be honest, he's probably never going to play again. I mean, he didn't really play. He got signed. This right. year because of other injuries, and then he got signed by the Seahawks because of injuries, and then he's got to hurt back, and he's not going to play. He's now on IR. Yeah, Actually, not a bad like, idea, even though people hate him. Like, apparently, well, Rashad Penny says he's a good dude, and he said he's been working with all the running backs. So, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm not hey, judging AP as a person. contract $100 per yard. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not judging Peterson as a, as a person, but... To yeah. my knowledge, and I may be wrong, and I'm I'm saying this without without saying I know the the answer. He's just had the one incident, right? As far as I know, that's true. And that was with his child, right? And which was several several years ago now. But it was kind of a weird situation even then. I'm not saying what he did was right at all. I wouldn't parent that way at all. Yeah. But you know, if the guy, would you really hold? One, I'm more of that kind of society, I guess. You do something, unless you're a former president, we kind of like hold one Uh thing against somebody, right? And then it's like, oh, you're done. Well, millions of parents parent that way, and that's how he was raised. So, I mean, I'm not excusing it at all, but I mean, that's kind of where it comes from. It's like to him, it's like nothing wrong with it. That's how that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't parent that way. But it also doesn't mean he wouldn't be a very good running backs coach in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, it, you know, not whatever the Seahawks need. But I mean, I wouldn't have Alden Smith on the team. That guy needs. There's several players I wouldn't have on the team um, right. just because of human beings and they wouldn't fit in the locker room. But sure. that said, it's still a football team that you want to have succeed. And if there's somebody who has maybe hopefully overcome whatever one issue they had. Yeah. People are going to hate this podcast now, but but I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> still it comes down to if if the guy is yeah, and he was remorseful as far as I know. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, I don't know. The Hawks have always been Pete Carroll and Schneider. They've always been very, very. Give a guy a chance until he proves. Chances. Yeah. Yeah. It's like on Letterkenny when it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> you trust them until they give you a reason not to. That's exactly what it is. And that's fair. That's how life should be, I think. Absolutely so. fair. Anyway, that's our show. But uh, we're way over time. But uh, thanks for listening. And hopefully the Seahawks go to 6 and 10. Woo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.